Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And every week we get together and we hang out. You know, for a couple hours, we listen to some great game music. Eat some great potato chips. You, Yeah. You, you always bring potato chips. Hers brand potato chips. That is not a paid plug. <laughs> you are always talking about the Hers potato chips. <laughs> That's like, I don't know what that's about. This is my, this, I'm going to say it's my one-armed man because I've got him, but... They're so good, I can't help myself. Yeah, so good. Oh, what, what flavor do you have this week? Is it sour Kettle cream and onions? jalapeno. Oh, okay. Because everything's got to be spicy for me. A jalapeno is the, like, they make some great jalapeno chips. Mm-hmm. So good. This is not sponsored by hers. At all. The most wonderful potato chip factory on this side of Pennsylvania. <laughs> With tours around the clock. <laughs> we can We need to... <laughs> Oh my god, we're insane. We need to be sponsored by Tasty Cake is what we need to be sponsored by. Man, I don't need those calories. Arantamins? Oh man. I'm too big if as I, it is. If I could get free goldfish every week, that would oh. be the best. Oh, I keep forgetting they do goldfish too. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah you're thinking like a strudel. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about all the pastries. Get them strudels. The delicious, fat-inducing <laughs> pastries. But goldfish I sign up for. Okay, so top of the show, we want to remind you that next Saturday the 4th, we will be at Thy Geekdom Con, which is in Claymont, Delaware, which is technically Wilmington, Delaware. Pretty much. It's the same thing, right? Um, at the uh, Crown Hotel, something like that, at Thy Geekdom Con. Did I say that already? Yes, you did, All right, which is it. important because you weren't <laughs> sure about the hotel. <laughs> I should have this stuff in front of me. So, um, November 4th, 2 p.m. at Thy Geekdom Con on the main event stage. Rhythm and Pixels live podcast. Come into your face with fun and a desire for a pizza if you want to bring it. Yeah, check it out. Go to their Facebook page for a list of events. There's a lot of other cool stuff going on. Particularly, there is Steel Samurai playing on Saturday night at 1030. It's going to be awesome. You should go. Yes. Because if you don't, you will be sad you missed out on a spectacular event. Yeah, they are fantastic. They got Austin. They got Darmok, Tanagra, When the Walls Fell, With Eyes Closed. Is that what Darmok refers to? We need to watch this episode together. It is amazing. I think it needs to happen. It's so good. We're, it's Star Trek The Next Generation. It's. I'll explain it to you, you later. You mean my cartoon killer show? Cartoon, yeah, cartoon yeah, killer the cartoon show. killer, yeah. Nah, I knew it. I forgot we talked about that. <laughs> um, all right, so this week we want to do something special, aka this, take a break, taking a break. No, this is um, this we wanted to do something for the fans. We we often get um, emails and Facebook messages and, and all sorts of communique about um, songs, suggestions, awesome tracks. Sometimes tracks where you wouldn't even think that we would like it. But someone with a little bit more intuition says, you will try this. And they tend to be right. Yeah. So it's like, hey, these are some amazing songs. And we've often have gone back and we're like, hey, let's create a, uh, a topic around the song. But this time we're going to pick, we're going to play your song. So since this is coming on, this, this episode's like a day before Halloween. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like we're wearing a costume. This is like podcast costume. I didn't even think about that. So we're dressing up as the VGM jukebox this week. I can work with that. Yeah, but except we don't have any testimonials. We can make them up, though. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we just talk about... Uh, I wish I could say talk about the people, but we're still getting acclimated. Yeah. But... Before we start, one more thing before we start. Um, if we didn't pick your track or, or anything like that, you're, you're, we're, we're going to pick you again in another episode at a later date. It's yeah. going to it's gonna happen, but it doesn't mean that we didn't like your tracks or we don't like you. We like you. We think you're cool. We uh, think you have great taste yeah. in pasta. And also in games, also in games, but mostly pasta. Okay, and music, right? I guess so. Okay, I suppose. Man, you come here hungry. I really do. <laughs> you come here so it's hungry. Problematic. Yeah, but I was actually going to hopefully ask you about it. I was like before the episode, I was like we should do another one of these, like make it a semi-regular thing, depending on what people submit and how much often we get content. Like, hey, we yeah. can do a fan episode. Because this is going to—it was fun going through all these. Maybe we can make this like a, a, a every ten episodes, a mid boss, like a mid boss. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Dash five. Oh. The dash five. You know, be the mid boss out of ten. That's another thing I've been—I've been thinking about. Like the VGM jukebox, they have like lore 
around their show. Like they come up with like stories and like where they are. And, oh, we're like, not that creative. Well, I'm thinking like maybe we could do like a mid boss, and then we can have like a boss battle, and then we could do something special like every few episodes. That it just clicked. It just That'd clicked. Be kind of fun to do, right? It just clicked. We haven't done a versus episode since that one eons ago where you where you brought your cousins over. Yeah. We the mid boss could be fan submission face offs. Okay. Oh, that's fun. I like that. We talked about that. They could be like our Pokemon, and we throw them at each other. Yes! We throw you, the audience, at each other. For fun and entertainment. It's be excellent. Well, let's let's get into some tunes. I think we've rambled on and uh, talked about how we're going to do the show in the next year or two. <laughs> 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 we're just going to keep doing that. Um, so this is uh, 9, 10-9. So that's you. Oh, that's man. not. That's actually not you. It's... Who is it? Well, my first track I'm going to go with is from an all-favorite game of mine in the last few years, so I was really glad to see that a listener actually submitted a track related to it. It makes me feel a little bit more connected. So, cool. let that track speak now I like that. from Mr. Morton Gangso. Track being from the game Overcooked, the main menu theme titled Valsine, originally created by Christian Marsak. back in Bon Appetit. You're listening to the main menu theme called Valsine from the game Overcooked, composed by Christian Marsak and suggested to us by Morton Gangso. Yeah, thank you, Morton, for this pick. I really like this song. It's a gem. It's this track, this is actually one I've played so I can kind of tie into it a bit. It comes from a spectacular game and again, the fact that Morton likes it too implies to me that this guy and I got a bit of a mutual game appreciation connection going on. Well, tell me something, because this song is really sad, and from what I know about Overcooked is that it's like frantic and fun, and it's like a party game. Well, murder your friend's party game, <laughs> Right, yes. right, yeah. But what it is, like, I think I meant, I, meant, I probably not mentioned to you on the show, but at least in Convo, the way the, the premise of the game is you are in the far-off future, and the... Uh, the fly, basically the equivalent the of a flying spaghetti monster apocalyptic creature shows up and your chef team tries to feed the beast to satisfy it but nothing they feed it works so 
They are sent back in time by the Onion King to the year 1980. <laughs> where they have to hone their culinary skills. So it's like, it's sad sounding, but it's more like a frontier journey because they're traveling on a, tr a food truck across the world to pick up recipes and train to take out the beast in the future. Huh. So it's like, we, we, we like the guys playing the legend, like, and now they ride. Well, there's it, actually lyrics. No, I'm making those up. Oh, that, man, there, there should be lyrics. Yeah. I wish there were. I like See? that. Cover bands, you're missing some you're perfect perfection <laughs> right here. But um, this game is a genuine treat, and this music, I play it with my friend Rob Matt a lot. Yeah. And the Onion King, when you have to have Siam dialogue scenes with him, he has like a fake language that game with like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, like a Sims, like blah 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't hear this without hearing him talk. And I like to try to make the fake voice up in my head. Like, oh nice. I like it. So it's a perfect combination for a perfect game suggested perfectly by Morton. Excellent. Well, thank you, Morton, for this tune. This is a this is a nice little chill way to start the episode, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to the old school. Uh -oh. This one was suggested to us by Anwar. Um, and Anwar is one of the earliest listeners and and the earliest people to write in and, and, and say hi and thank you for the show. Um, so yeah that's which is fantastic knowing that our show has reached to where he is in, in Saudi Arabia. So um, thank you very much Anwar and thank you for the suggestion. I think this suggestion is from a year ago. This is the intro theme to Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. He's back. For the Sega Mega Drive, Sega Genesis, composed by Hirofumi Iwasawa, Katsuhiko Okukubo, and Hiroyuki Hirama. So let's get ninjas. <laughs> However one does that. Let's get ninjas. Let's, let's do it. Let's. All right, let's do it. That was the main theme to Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master for the Sega Genesis, Sega Mega Drive, composed by Hirofumi Iwasawa, Katsuhiko Okugubo, and Hiroku? Hiroyuku-go! Yeah! Let's do it again! You should, you, I hope you kept that, because that should go at the end of the episode. No, Keeping it in. Crap. Oh, keeping it in like the ninjas would. Yes, yes. Okay, so what's awesome about this track is the second half when it gets like all jazzy. So the first part is like, go ninjas, ninja go. Right. And here comes the jazzy. Oh, yeah. And jazz and ninjas are romance, romance and ninjas and fun. And you go on the date with the ninja. Stop! Go ninja, ninja go! I do, I do get a like a seventies cop drama, but with ninjas vibes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and it even ends kind of like that too. You can imagine like the horns. There's like an explosion going off in the background. The car stops, and the ninjas who's standing on top of the car just launches in the air. Yeah, I love it. Goes with the flow. <laughs> Carl Winslow steps out of the vehicle. <laughs> and he's like, let's do this. And then Steve Urkel puts on his ninja mask. Which is funny, because I'm fairly positive <laughs> Urkel it became a ninja for one of the episodes. Oh, really? I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if that actually happened. He did so many weird things on that show. He was oh definitely God. Bruce Lee once. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he, was a, if he was a ninja, too. All right, well, maybe like um, this is like Carl Winslow's dojo, right? And Carl Winslow was murdered. 
And now Ninja Urkel has to um, uh, regain the honor of his... Of his comrade. Of his comrade. Yeah, man. Did you kill him? But this is the section where things get romantic. How? Um, Urkel and the other kid. Laura hated him. No, well, they got married. At the end, when she got tired of ignoring him because he went to space or something. hated Urkel. (laughs) She really did. It drove me nuts. Don't show up. Oh, man. That's going to send me down a road right there. I can't do it. Oh, man. Thank you, Anwar, so much for this pick. Um, again, sorry I didn't get to it for so long, but I love Shinobi music, especially Shinobi 3. It's like one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. And for good reason. It's a classic song. Um, the whole soundtrack is funky, too. Russian beat. Yeah, so, yeah Russian beat. Yeah, it's such a good song. Um, well, let's not repeat this over and over, because I will. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just keep singing, Go Ninjas and Robots 2. Yes. Uh, <laughs> robots 2. All right. So, yeah. What is yours? Well, well, what's our what's our next uh, what's our next flavor? Well, this track was actually submitted fairly recently because it was also from a very recent game, but the pick itself was so good mm. and the suggestion was so surprising that I decided I wanted to go with this individual's choice. And I don't know if this is the real name of him. This is a Facebook name, but the submitter's name was Matt Boo Knight. Okay, and the track is from the game Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle is the mid-boss theme from the game. It is composed by Grant Kirkhope, and it is spectacular. All right, let's check this out. Yeah, this is a new one. Mm-hmm. Came out in um, August. Welcome back. You are jamming out to the mid-boss battle theme from the game Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, composed by Grant Kirkhope and suggested slash submitted by Matt Boo McKnight. No, it's now, just Knight. Now it's on you now, man. No, it's not on me. I was channeling my inner Mac the Knight. See, I told you I'm hungry. Now I want some McDonald's or whatever. But anyway, oh, Matt Boo Knight submitted this grand tune from a game mm-hmm. that I love. But due to time, I have not gotten to play as much of it as I wanted to, but I have spent plenty of time 
backseat driving Matt's daughter <laughs> on the game. Oh, uh, Matt's daughter's into this. Yeah, she loves this game. Oh, that's great. This is like a turn-based, like, battle thing, right? And it's not easy. Like, it's a hard game. Like, okay. they have a sort of easy dip switch for the boss fights, but the normal matches, no, nah, you still get the butt kicked. But she, she's she been doing all right with the game. That's I'm, awesome. I'm surprised to see it. And, but yeah, I'm always like, what are you doing? No! Crunch behind the plate! <laughs> sure they're, they're shooting you! <laughs> I'm sure she loves that. <laughs> oh, she hates it, but it's so fun. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so it's, it's got everything you like. It's got like uh, isometric turn-based battles. It's got Mario Brothers. It's got the rabbits! And it's got the rabbits. One in every 20 people like them. No, the rabbits are more Japanese, right? Are they? They're not like legit, like Mario Universe style. Nah, the rabbits were actually created by the guy who created Rayman, whose name Michael Ansel, Michel Ansel, or something like that. Right. I think it's French. Yeah, he's French. Ubisoft. He's from. He did it. He's in French. He's from France. Okay. And he created the rabbits for the Rayman universe. Okay. But they've kind of become their own thing. <laughs> and so I want to say the person that created this game is from America, though. Uh, I, I want to say. Something controversial, but I just I can't help it because I don't I'm not super familiar dun, with this, this franchise. That the rabbits like their style in my head they live right next to the minions. Well, you wouldn't be wrong. A <laughs> lot of it's the same. Remember how I told you earlier how a lot of people hate the rabbits? A lot of it's from that same reason why a lot of people hate the minions. They uh. have those same qualities of annoyance slash endearment. So. For some people, it's charming and endearing. For other people, it's just obnoxious and annoying. Yeah. I am on the former side of that. Okay. I love the rabbits. I think I'd like the minions if I spent more time with them, but I never really got into Despicable Me enough to really bond with the minions. Uh, I just... Uh, that's fine. I'm not... It's not for me. That's cool. I'm not into that. But the rabbits, you yeah. might dig. This like, song... No, however, this song does sound like something out of a Pixar movie, which is cool. Like, it's very, like, fun and, like, rambunctious. Like, I love the xylophone. We were both, like, doing air xylophone for a second there. And that's a large part of why this yeah. track clicks for me, too, because the game is barely... As obvious as the title tells you, it's a mash between Mario Brothers mm -hmm. and the Rabbids universe. And the Rabbids... Like, Mario's a cartoon character. I'm not going to say he's not. He's cartoony. He's cartoon man. But he's not rabbit cartoony. Yeah, okay. So when they get meshed together, the intermissions between levels and such are especially humorous because the rabbit insanity kicks comes into play. And I feel like there's definitely parts where every once in a while Mario's like, what the heck is going on with these things? <laughs> he's actually looking at him like, what happened to my world, and why are they all cross-eyed and crazy looking? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> these rabbits are insane, and I need to get them out of here now. All right, so I'm going to take this to our next track. Um, I always thought this next song was actually really sad, and... Um, a listener wrote in and actually turned out to be a friend of ours who I haven't been in contact with for a while and, oh. and, and we live close to. Um, this is from uh, listener Rick. Um, so I thank you for submitting this track. Actually, you just wanted to share this with me because you love this song so much that you learn to play this on your guitar. So this is the story. I'm going to play the song. I'm going to tell the story. Yeah, but so you want to play the song first. Then yeah, the yeah. Story. So th this is the, I mean, this is a classic tune. This is the title theme for RoboCop for the Game Boy oh. composed by Jonathan Dunn. Now that's a surprising find. I'm looking forward to hearing it. It is an amazing song. All right, so let's dig in.
you are listening to the title theme for RoboCop for the Game Boy, composed by Jonathan Dunn. The original uh, classic track, classic ocean tune, um, was the loader theme for the Commodore 64 version. But I actually really like the Game Boy version better. It's slower. Um, it, it sounds a little bit more rich, um, probably with the extra voice um, that they're able to use. And it's just a sad song. It's just it's really like um, melancholy, a little like nostalgic feeling. Um, you seem to really enjoy it. Yeah, it's got me doing my mime robot. <laughs> my best mime robot ever, actually. So so Rick wrote in, um, realizing it was me, but like he was remembering this song. So he's been teaching himself guitar for a while now. I guess it's been a while. And um, but like he loves this song, and he wanted to learn it on the guitar, and so he started exploring video game music on his own, mm-hmm. and he discovered um, tons of like game music on YouTube and other podcasts, and he didn't realize it was a thing, so he started listening to shows, and um, and that was it. So he got he got into into it, and that's and why he kind of discovered ask. us like just like that. But he discovered this song because he wanted to learn on guitar. And that's what I wanted to ask. So, was it a super duper coincidence in the form that he found this podcast and then realized that you were on it, or yeah. did he find the podcast because of you doing it? I think I think he didn't realize it was me. That's especially awesome. When you has, think about yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. But I, I don't want to speak for him, even if he's, especially if he's listening to this one. But I wanted to play this song because I really love the song. I think it's crazy that there's such a sad, weird, sad song for RoboCop. Um, I mean, I think, was it, I think, didn't RoboCop, I mean, I haven't seen the movies in a long, long time, but wasn't there a sort of a sadness motif over the entire premise because he lost his humanity, quote, unquote? Yeah, I think, I think so. But I mean, like, overshadowed by, like, the the, the, the gruesome ultraviolence. Oh, yeah, well, that's 80s action flicks in a <laughs> totally, nutshell, yeah. but... So, of course, we'll make a Game Boy game out of it. <laughs> well, when you look about it. All the video games we had for, like, mur- like horror films, yeah, Friday the 13th, yeah. that on Elm Street. Now, have you played the, the arcade version of this? That's, that was um, created by Data East. Data East. No, I had not, actually. Yeah. I did not know that. But they had that at 1984, the arcade nearby, for a while. I don't know if they still have it. Oh, wait, maybe it's I super did play hard. it before, because, like, he's, like, a very large sprite, right? Yeah, for some reason... Every version of RoboCop has him as a huge, large sprite walking very slowly. And he has the gun with probably and, limited bullets. Yep, and every, everyone's shooting at you, and you cannot get out of the way. It's annoying. But it eats lots of quarters, and it's a movie time, so and, make that money. And actually, it looked great. It sounded great. Um, I love this tune. I love that beepy sound. But we need that more East what We need to get take RoboCop and put him in an East what That would work, yeah. Um... So we are into our third track. Mm-hmm. All right, what you got? Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I'm going to kick off the bonus round slightly early. Bonus round junior. Bonus round light. Yes, right. Okay. And um, because if I didn't get a track from this submitter onto this show for a fan submission episode, I would have to eat crow because I'd be a jerk <laughs> for it. So what this track was submitted by longtime show listener Rebecca Gruber. Oh, great. And the track is from an album from something like Sonic like Sonic Beats or Sonic Sounds, the Virtual Sonic album, and the track title is called Metal Sonic, and it's done by Howard Drossen, or Drossen, depending on your dialect. All right. Let's listen to Metal Sonic. Thank you, Rebecca. And thanks for listening for so long. We really appreciate that.
Man, that was awesome, dude. Such a... I, oh God, I love that track so much. It is an addiction of mine. So what was that track? That track was Metal Sonic from the Virtual Sonic album, composed by Howard Drosen and submitted by Rebecca Gruber, one of our oldest listeners. And from my experience in getting submissions from her, a listener of excellent taste. She suggested as your dreams recently. And that was a complete shocker. Shocker, shocker, shocker. So, but this track in particular hit like a sack of drums. So, it's got like that 90s grunge kind of sound. Yes. Which is so cool. Like when I first heard this, I was thinking it was um, something out of Comic Zone. Because Comic Zone is super 90s grunge, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This would have fit in perfectly with that game. And it makes me want to play a Sonic game yeah. composed of <laughs> grunge tracks. Um, I don't even know what this is. I'm not sure if this is covering anything from Sonic as opposed to just being an original cut. But I gave up trying to figure it out. I just enjoy the music too much. I just stopped caring. Super cool. This is a really, really cool track. I'm glad that you're doing it. You're going to almost doing like a double, double bonus round. That's right. <laughs> just take a dip into the... Bonus round pool. Yeah, I like that the show is kind of, it's almost like a fan appreciation show. You know? It really like, is. So these are. I'm so glad that we have you know these, these people listening and and, and and there's discussion around the music. Um, it's great. This is something that I probably should have saved to the end of the episode, but it fits at this point what you just said. Yeah. Is it just weird? Does it feel like over the time we've been doing this show and communicating back and forth with everybody and then making friends across other podcasts? It feels like they're less fans than friends. Like, they're just people you, like, enjoy talking to. Like, people will comment, and yeah. you look forward to what they have to say. It's not, what did the fans say? It's like, oh, crap, what did Rebecca say? Yeah. Or what did Michael say? Yeah, like, you for, like, I would say, like, for the absolute m- most part, like, everyone we've met has been just great. And when, when I wanted to get to know them, and I want to hear their music. I want to hear Note, no one that's listening to this make us change our minds on Yes, it. please. Everyone remain <laughs> cool. Don't be a weirdo. Everyone, remain cool. Um, that should be like, that. that's that's the name of my 90s grunge album. Everyone remain cool. As a cucumber. That would be the name of your first track. Yeah. Actually, your first album. First track is As a Cucumber. Second is As Ice. As Ice. I like that. It's only two tracks. As Monosodium Glutamate. As Froger. <laughs> as Cool. As cement. <laughs> In the middle of winter. In the middle of winter. Um, all right, so my final pick. This one's coming. Um, this coming. It's coming at you. It's coming. Coming your way, Pernell. Coming this summer. <laughs> coming this this summer. In theaters now. It is the king of monsters. Oh yes. I get monsters the king? fighting in your streets. And destroying your city. Not my city. I like that place. <laughs> this was um, suggested by listener Tim Ryan, and he suggested the track Prayer of Madness from King of Monsters for the Neo Geo, composed by Katsuhiro Nishida. So thank you, Tim. Let's, let's give this one a spin.
This is King of King of the Monsters, Prayer of Madness, the theme of Wu for the Neo Geo, composed by Katsuhiro Nishida, suggested by listener Tim Ryan. Going back to the earlier track I picked with the from Overcooked, like who you were. Yeah, that's coming out of this. Some track. crazy chanting. This is this is insane. This this is so. So cool. I will call this your out of left field pick for the episode. Yeah, this but it's been interesting. One I like the, it. I love it. Actually, I, I love. I like. I like the weirdness. I like. I didn't. I wasn't expecting so many voices coming out of the Neo Geo of an MVC cab, and then um, at the end with all the crazy voices, it gets bigger and bigger, and it swells and swells, and there's that. There's the. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. You were actually expressing lamentations for not having used this in the spooktacular competition with ah, pencil tubes. This would have killed. Well, I mean, like it's not exactly like something you want to dance to. I mean. <laughs> I feel like a monster's like danceables. They were just spookulars. Yeah, I know, but I feel like you know you want to win the crowd's favor. You give them something to dance to. Here comes that crazy chanting. (laughs) This is the best part. That's so cool. That is so cool. Right there at the end, it sounds like um, uh, the music from the Ghost in the Shell anime, the first Mm -hmm. one. I haven't even seen that in a while. My memory of that, that is theme, so wet. That theme in the opening where it's like, Exactly um, that. Yeah, it's a very chanty, but like, oh man, it's so cool. And also, who you want? That's crazy. This is crazy. Super awesome. Well, I, oh man, this is like my new favorite thing. Well, there you go. See, it sounds like, sounds like that listener got a lot of praise out of that alone. Yes. Yes, it's not a competition, but oh my god. It's not about competition, but hey, you can like what you like. I like this. <laughs> I like this way more than I expected to. This is so interesting. All right, um, want to do some? Uh, want to do some bonus rounds? Want to do some more bonus round, Pernell? Actual bonus round. Actual bonus round. Go. <laughs> All right, so um, the bonus round is a part of our show where we play uh, covers and remixes based on the theme. And again, we're just picking fan favorites that classify as bonus round in a sense. In hopefully. a sense, anyway. It's You're fine. like, nope, I didn't do that. Not dude. at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, what, what do you have then? So, this was a submission that was provided a couple of weeks ago, actually, by a listener, Christopher Shinstrom. Cool. And it was by a pretty awesome band. He suggested it specifically because he felt like this hit my eardrums yeah. in a way that. My type of music does. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He was not incorrect. He was very <laughs> on the money with this. So now I want everyone else to hear it and speak um, gauge for themselves. So this is like this is like the Pernell track. This is definitely a Pernellism. <laughs> um, the track is from the band Thunderclash, hmm. and the track title is called Pizza Time! Exclamation um, from their from the Thunderclash Bits to the Wall album, and it's a medley from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time game. Sewer
that was so good. That was so good. Ah, uh, I hope everyone else liked that as much as we loved it over here. How have I not heard of Thunderclash before? I like that. Because we needed Christopher to tell us. That was great. That, I loved like the little voices. Like I was getting pumped. When, when the uh, when the three it was a, it was a city streets three a.m. I was like yeah yes, <laughs> that was great yeah. big apple yeah that was gotta get, I gotta get you on the turtles game too because you would love the game I think it's so good yeah, but great. this music and the way it was done to it, it, it I, I got yeah. nothing yeah I, great great I, arrangement I, great medley uh, great sound loved it they also just to, to reiterate that was Thunderclash track title is Pizza Time. From their Bits to the Wall album. Now that, that album, I saw that album came out in 2011. Do you know if they're still producing? I don't know. But I kind of want to start researching and look into it more, though, because if they've got more hits out there for games that I want to yeah, jam out to, yeah, absolutely. I will dive in. Yeah, they have um, they have a a sound that, to me, sounds very similar to uh, Lame Genie. We've had uh, played on the show a few oh, times. Yeah, you've picked a couple of Lame Genie Yeah, tracks. yeah, yeah, like kind of the medley style, but like fast and like just really um like precision like that was a lot of precision like pumped fretwork <laughs> yeah all right so i'm cheating a little bit my bonus round track is not a arrangement or a remix <laughs> yep. this one this one's a, a last minute submission from listener henrik anderson uh-huh. and i wanted to because he had he, he actually chose a, a bunch of songs and and um earlier but the last minute he sent us this track this is the loader theme from the game mutants for the Commodore 64. Well, when I hear loader theme for a game, after my previous experience with the Gianna <laughs> sessions, I'm already ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the music that would play like while the whole thing's loading. Um, I believe this was... I don't think it was developed. Maybe it was, um, it was distributed by Ocean. So Ocean had their own loader software that was on the Commodore 64. And this one is composed by Fred Gray. And this is Mutants. And um, let's check this out. This is a classic. Mm-hmm.
This is the uh, the title theme, the loader music for the game Mutants for the Commodore 64. This one's composed by Fred Gray and submitted to us by listener Henrik Anderson. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I love the C64 sound, um, the three voices and the filters on the SID chip. It's really unique. And um, the compositions on, on the C64 are also uh, very different from a lot of video game music that we hear, especially nowadays, uh, for sure. But um, it's, it's really like it's got its own sound. Like two minutes in, the song takes a complete turn. Like it just changes. I feel like it just changes entirely, but still staying within the theme sort of. Did you get that? Yeah, same here. I yeah. ma- it maintained what it was going for. It just perked up. Yeah, right here. It took a shot of espresso. And yeah, maybe like I think, it, I think the key goes up a little bit, and then it sort of gets a little bit more I don't know, uplifting. What I do know is that it might take some time because me and the Commodore aren't the most on familiarity terms. Well, you're, not familiar not speaking, terms you're not on speaking terms? No, well, we're on speaking terms, but it's more like we pass each other at the, at the Wawa yeah. and exchange glances, but we haven't had it sat down <laughs> and actually had an actual brunch. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, break bread with a C64. I really need to because I am at the point where I want to do an episode with just lower themes. <laughs> They're awesome. Everyone I've ever heard is great. Like a full-on Commodore 64 episode. I mean, we had oh, s- no, 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 no. Loader themes, like specifically loader tracks from Commodore 64. Yeah, I'm that's... really drilling down. Check, yeah, well, I mean, I think that's a, that's a lot of the music for that, so... Um, anyway, for more information on the artists on the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to um, bios, web pages, band camps, and everywhere else you can get the music, support the artists. I want to thank you for joining us on episode 10-9 of Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. Uh, we are going out on a recommendation from Matthew McDowell. This is I'll Face Myself from Persona 4. One of my all-time favorite mm. tracks in the series. I do feel like it had it, it got dethroned from a future pick that will come up on the show, but... Uh, this track is still really freaking slick. It's really cool. Like I love the um the rhythm. Like like when when the uh, I feel like when the eight like like not the chorus but like I, it's almost like a verse section first comes in after like that intro. Mm-hmm. Like the the rhythm is like it's, it follows that riff and it's really really interesting. And I, I would listen to this track enough and based on how the game would work it in, you know, because. Persona 4, all of the bosses were shadow versions of characters. Oh, that's, oh so like of all, all of your party characters, they were shadow versions of them. Yes. That's neat. And it gets you to thinking, or it got me to thinking quite a bit, like, you know, what would my shadow be? And it's a, it's like a, there's a very like personal topic. Well, I mean, it's a good one. By like shadow, like this is like the, the worst versions of themselves or Not like or what they perce- what would they perceive themselves they, to be okay yeah it's like think of it like yeah. a part of you that you're either ashamed of or you're embarrassed about like right. you don't want to talk like for example um one of the characters this is early in the game, so it's not a spoiler. It's like the first boss. That's like, fine. Yeah, we can it's like a it. hey, statute of limitations has <laughs> been out for like over a decade. But um, the first well, not over a decade, but close. Anyway, the first <laughs> boss you fight, or second boss you fight, um, she's best friends with a girl you're trying to save, right? And she comes across her shadow, and her shadow is like, "What are you talking about? You don't care about her. You only oh, like her because she makes wow. you feel better about yourself. Like she that. looks up to you, and you can't stand yourself." So you need having her around to feel good about yourself. Yeah. And she's like, that's not true. She's my friend. And she's like, that's bullcrap and it's selfish. But you don't want to admit that because it makes you look like a jerk. And so it's almost like um, like, like catharsis for the characters to defeat like their sh- the shadow versions of themselves. Well, the, sad, the one thing that makes me sad about how the game is done is that the, those characters never fight themselves. What happens usually is... And it's like it's it's annoying, but it still works for the game. So they'll hmm. talk to their shadow. Okay. The shadow will say, "I am the jerk version of you," and you're like, "They're like, I'm not a jerk. You're <laughs> not me." And it always has this conversation, which ends with the character saying, "You're not me." And then the shadow going, "Well, now I'm just going to kill you." 
and then the shadow becomes all powerful and knocks the character out. I gotta out. play this game. And then the other party sounds, members have to save the character. It's almost like therapy. This game is like the therapy. It is. Like yeah. it's very introspective. Like at the time it came out, it had a controversial one. Well, controversial cross, you know, quote unquote. Um, it, shadow well, I, so I, that created controversy. Yeah, because you know, because as you know, like you know, was like well. Be blunt about it. I'm not going to any specifics. Basically, one of the characters was like a really tough character, like bullying and st- well, he only didn't a bully. He was just a really strong okay. kind of fighter, a masculine. He was a very masculine guy, right. but his shadow was very effeminate, and he couldn't come to terms with the fact that he had this feminine side. So basically, his shadow was like a male slash female cross. And basically, like it fought you. It was a it's a very weird boss, but it's so cool. And he's like, okay, I get it. You know, this is a part of me too. You know, yeah. I, I'm this kind of guy. It's not a big deal. And then all the other party member signs, one that's kind of a jerk. They all pretty much like, yeah, you're who you are. We don't mind what you who you are, man. Just be friends. And it's just, yeah, like it's like you said, it's a very cathartic game. It's freaking awesome how they did all these mm, things. I like that. So like, it's very like Persona Three had a lot of was like a very dark story. I it feel was, like Persona Four was dark story, but it was more focused on the characters you know, than a, the it, plot. Yeah, I feel like it was focused on it was all it was all about your your relationships because it was all about relationships, mm-hmm. right? So, so it was relationships with other people. So this is this is like the relationships with themselves. Yeah, and this game is all about the relationship with, the, with themselves, but also as a group. Because mm-hmm. if you think about Persona Three, even though the relationships was the theme, the main character with everyone he dealt with socially. The story still took the precedent. Was precedent, you know, dealing with the shadows and mm. dealing with the the. I came up with they were referred to basically the full moon beast or whatever they were. That was the the main focus of the plot. But in four, there was that murder mystery. But it mainly took a backseat to all how all the characters interacted with each other. Huh. It was like just like a thing to drive that character that character interaction forward. All right, so I gotta dig this one up and play it. You do. This sounds really neat. It's. I tell I'm, you. Yeah. Uh, most of the show is you like getting excited about a game I haven't played and being like, "Oh, I want to play this now." <laughs> <laughs> well, this four and five are ones you need to just play. Like, yeah, yeah, I played three did, all it'll... the way through, like one hundred percent, like as much as I could. But like, yeah, I, I played the hell out of that game. And while part of me would like say, like you know, you make like I don't have a lot of time, but I could say like the the time you use when you like you play fighters here and there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can guarantee you, you could put. I'd that be, same time in the, one of these, and you'd feel very yeah, satisfied about if, how the. If I got out. into it, yeah, I would definitely make make time for it. But yeah, I get in. I get into the the fighting games pretty pretty hardcore. Um, but yeah, if I, if, I, if, I, if I get into a game that I like a lot, yeah, you know, well, make this things it. things get shifted around. And I'm gonna fight out. I'm gonna say it now, so the listeners can back me on it. If Persona Four, I don't remember if you have a PS2 anymore, but if Persona Four is not accessible on the PS4 right now. You need to play five, right? Just to tide it over, because five is also really <laughs> yes, good. Yeah, you and a lot of other people have highly recommended that game. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, this is like we just had like another song, just, <laughs> just talking right through it. Guess how much impressed, how big Persona is to me. It's important. It's a very important game. Well, um, this recommendation was awesome. This great recommendation. Thank you, Matthew. Um, so, um, if you like the show and you want to get in contact with us, the best way to do it is over email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And if you want more information about our show, if you would like a full track listing, um, links to all of the bonus round artists, and, um, and information about where we're going to be performing our podcast next, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Um, get all that information and a little bit more like interaction and discussions happening on um, all of the social media channels, particularly Facebook. Go to um, Facebook.com and go to um, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. It's uh, Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Um, and if you like the show a lot and you want to support us, if you're feeling generous, go to uh, Patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. And yeah, it's not necessary. We're going to be doing this. Anyway, just because we like doing it, we like hanging out. It's a good time. It's a good time. I hope you like it too. And yeah, that's it. Next Saturday, 2 p.m., Thy Geekdom Con. Um, I think we've already talked about it. We're going to be doing, um, we're going to call it crowd pleasers. We're, gonna ha- we're just going to play some jams. 
It's going to be an awesome time. Finally, our opportunity to let loose. Like, no slow jams. Like, this is like full-on jammy jams. Well, well, maybe, maybe, a slow, maybe a slow jam. Like, we're kind of like... We like, want to make, well, make people get really energetic and then make them come dance. Yeah, we can't, we can't maintain that energy. It might cause a chain reaction that results in Daikitnokan having a... Can have a little break. An accident. Yeah. So we got uh, to gotta keep it from spontaneously combusting. And um, I also want to send a special thank you to all of our uh, Patreon subscribers. I want to thank Alex Messenger. I want to thank Matthew McDowell, Morton Gangso, Henrik Anderson, Chris Murray, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version Video Game Music Podcast, Brian Pitt, and David Smith. That's a nice eclectic uh, list. You see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Said his real name, you David. Got it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No flow. <laughs> None of the flow. All right. Um, so thank you all very much. Um, it's it's all all greatly greatly appreciated. And um, we'll see you next week on episode 100 of Rhythm and Pixels. 100. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Thank you very much for listening, and please have a great week. And remember, creating and producing any form of art is a surprisingly challenging endeavor and just do virtue of like you know you never know how people will receive it and how folks will take to it and yet creating is what makes people it gives you energy it's a passion that drives you but support from friends and support from quote unquote fans which can technically be friends helps to make that effort feel less bothersome and less like a chore and more like a passion like I feel satisfied because people enjoy what's going on it's a fun thing that you can share with your friends so if you have any friends that are creating or doing things or they're putting themselves out there back them up everyone's just saying hey good job way to attempt to do something fun way to, way to provide way to put out an effort and show the world just who you are it's an awesome thing to do. It'll help them feel better. It'll make you feel better. And who knows? Maybe you'll start creating on your own just because you can. Mm-hmm.